Greetings in Jesus name. Welcome back to our Wednesday night Bible study. This is the heart to heart conversation. This is where we study the word of God. This is where we enjoy listening to what the Lord is speaking over our lives. This is where we try to dig deeper, go deeper into the heart and the mind of God. And I believe that every single one of you who are here with me chatting in the comments who are engaging by reading the scripture along with me who are responding back to the lord by making commitments by making changes by obeying the instructions that comes from the word of god each and every single one of you you are a jesus lover because the bible says that in the beginning was the word the word was with god and the word was god jesus is the word jesus is scripture jesus is the living bread that came down and became flesh jesus is what is written all throughout scriptures and the more that we understand the value of loving the scripture of falling in love with jesus by falling in love with the scriptures the more we will grow in spiritual understanding in spiritual intelligence this past sunday service that made this particular statement that when we are fed with the heavenly manna when we are given the word of god when we are taught the word of god that is a proof of god's love for us that is a proof of god's care over our lives and in fact it is to the extent that we are taught the word of god and the quality and the depth of that teaching that it will now determine the quality and the depth of our lives it is necessary that we enjoy falling in love with the word of god we enjoy understanding jesus understanding the heart of jesus understanding the mind of jesus with the help of the scriptures and today i want to take this moment to celebrate the amazing word that we received from dad last sunday the word about spiritual covering how important it is how the word that was given to moses the promise that was given to moses joshua he could inherit that promise he could inherit that covenant he could now become the manifestation the fulfillment of the promises that was made to moses because joshua was walking in the footsteps of his spiritual father and it is amazing what is capable what is possible through a son and a daughter who is in fact in alignment with the teachings with the words with the lifestyle and with the faith of their father of their spiritual leader spiritual authority the ones that god has entrusted uh, to rule over them to in fact speak life and speak blessings and speak directions over them 
This teaching has surely liberated so many of us and I believe that we are about to enter into greatness and that we will experience this greatness and that we will reproduce the greatness. We will give birth to the things that have been spoken over our lives each week when we tune in, each week when we attend a service, each week when we sow into a particular word. Those words are seeds that are being planted in our spirit. And now we have the capacity to bear fruit. Now we have the potential to bring forth the result of that word that is coming to us. I hope you can take some time each week after the service to share on your own social media platforms or your statuses on what is the revelation that blessed you, that provoked you, that helped promote you to the next level in the spirit dimensions. Dad mentioned how the spiritual dimensions are ever expanding, ever increasing, ever growing and it will all depend on how much we are able to value the spiritual manna that is coming to us. Today we are going to continue the study from the book of Ephesians and we will continue from verse 3 of chapter 1. The book of Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3 onwards. This is Apostle Paul who is chosen by the will of God to be an apostle. He is writing to the church that he planted by the grace of God. He spoke grace and peace over this church. Now he is writing to them and he is declaring a blessing over them and he is thanking God for them. And this is what he says in verse 3. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, because he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. Why did he do this? Because we are united with Christ. Verse 4. Even before he made the world, God loved us and he went on to choose us so that in Christ we can be made holy and will be found without fault in God's eyes. Verse 5, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace that he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. Verse 7, he is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. Verse 8, he has showed us his kindness along with all wisdom and understanding. 
and all of God's people said an Amen. It is true that whenever we listen to a person talk or we listen to a person write or we listen to a person preach or we listen to a person just introduce himself or introduce his work, the very first thing that comes out of his mouth would show his priority, would explain what are the things that he values, what are the things that he celebrates, what are the things that he is most excited to talk about. You would see the posture of their heart. And here we see in this scripture the posture of Apostle Paul's heart. You would see what is his desire, what is his expression. Verse 3 begins by saying, All praise, all thanks, all worship, all adoration, all honor, all glory. It goes to God our Father, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He is beginning at a posture of worship. He is beginning with a posture of praise. His eyes are fixed on the one who has blessed us, the one from whom all blessings come, the one who is the father of lights. James chapter 1 and verse 17, James would also echo the same sentiment in saying that every good and perfect gift, it comes from the father of lights, from above. It doesn't come from the same realm that we live in. It comes from above. Paul, he is acknowledging that truth, that it is God, our Father, who has blessed us. And he says that the only thing that I can do, the only thing that I can express, the only way that I can respond to a revelation, to a blessing so big, is with praise is with worship. I can't stand here boasting about how much I deserve this blessing. I can't stand here talking about why I am the right person to be chosen, why we are the right people group for God to love, why we have done so much for the Lord. No, these kind of blessings that we are about to discuss this is an undeserved blessing. This is God taking the first step. So the posture of Apostle Paul's heart is of worship. He says, I want to give praise to my Father. I want to give praise to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. All praise, 100% of the praise, let it be unto our Father. Now, when we walk in worship, when we walk in adoration of our Father, when there's a praise always on your lips, when there is a constant desire to glorify God, it is very hard for you to become proud. It is very hard for you to become self-obsessed. It is very hard for you to become self-righteous. It is very hard for you to be self-obsessed. 
the single most effective way to defeat pride is to worship see the reason that lucifer started developing pride in his heart was that he took his eyes off of god who he was supposed to worship and he started admiring and adoring himself and if you're in that danger if you're in that zone where you're just enjoying yourself so much that it is not drawing you to go back to a place of worship that when you look at yourself you only see your goodness or even your own faults either way that's still not a very healthy thing whenever you see something good in you it has to drive you back to a place of thanksgiving and praise unto god whenever you see something that is not working in you that is not you know perfect that also has to drive you back into a place of greater further dependence on god either ways we have to learn how not to be revolving around ourselves how not to be self obsessed and i also feel that sometimes as christians it is just a cliche word for us we don't really mean it when we say praise god when somebody is sharing a testimony in your church or when someone tells you and tells you that they got a, a good report with the doctor or when somebody is reaching out to you about a blessing they received at their work or something else that is happening to them is your response just a shallow praise god or do you really mean praise god from the bottom of my heart i believe that and i i want to admire celebrate you know worship god for your breakthrough for your blessing has the word praise god and hallelujah just become just phrases that we use in our lingo or do we really really mean it every time we say praise god does it bring us to a place of humility what we are actually accepting is that i am not responsible for this i am not capable of this greatness i am not the author of this good thing god is the one who deserves all the praises he is the one who has done this good thing and so i give him all the praise i give him all the worship now paul says all praise to god the father of our lord jesus christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ that taught us from 1 Corinthians chapter 3 on how our foundation needs to be Jesus himself anybody that builds on that foundation it could be our friends our family members our church leaders any person that builds on that foundation if they are not building jesus in our lives if they are not causing us to become closer to jesus if they are not pushing us to lean more on 
Jesus, if they are not causing us to pray more, be more hungry for Jesus, then that relationship is a dangerous relationship. And here we see Apostle Paul speaking to us and he says that there are so many things that are available for you. In his language, he says every spiritual blessings in the heavenly realms, it is yours. It is available to you. It is your portion. It is your right. It is your inheritance. But the condition is that it is only available in Christ. It is only available through your union with Christ. It will only manifest in your life to the extent that you are one with Jesus. To the extent that you are being built on Jesus. So many times we just teach scriptural truths and scriptural principles to people and we expect them to bear fruit without teaching them how to be in Christ. Because Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing because I am the wine. You are the branches. You can take these scriptural truths, great principles of doing your marriage, great way of managing your money, great way of doing relationships and all these other good principles that you can learn from scripture and yet it will not bear fruit for you in the way it was originally intended to till the time you are not in Christ. You are not connected to Christ. You are not united. You are not one with Christ himself. That's why Paul says, I thank God. I thank our Father because he has blessed us with every spiritual blessings that are available in the heavenly realms because of our union with Christ, because we are united with Christ. So this morning, wherever you are, I want you to take time to enjoy your union with Jesus. I want you to spend time after this Bible study is over to just talk to Jesus, to just spend time at his feet. Not a religious or a ritualistic prayer time that we do because we have to do, but a daily dependence of just saying, Lord, I know that I, I cannot do a day without you because you are the source of my life. You are the one that keeps me alive. You're the one that makes sure that I produce fruit, that I accomplish my life's purpose when I'm here on earth. It is nothing else. And this is my accomplishment. It is to be one with you. It is to enjoy my fellowship with you. Enjoy your presence in my life. To enjoy everything that you died on the cross for. That is the ultimate satisfaction of human life. It is nothing else. It is not all the money you will make. It is not all the souls you will win for Jesus. It is nothing else. The primary purpose of our life is to enjoy 
what Jesus died on the cross for. And the only way that we can experience that is when we will use it. See, Jesus had to die on the cross so that a way can be made for us who are on the outer courts to go into the holy of holies to commune with the Father. The curtain was ripped open from the top to the bottom. That is why Jesus died. Now, the responsibility is ours. If we can constantly live in Christ, if we can pray, if we can live each day, if we can make our choices, if we can have all of our conversations, everything in Christ, in union with Jesus, as if we are attached to the wine, we the branches, we are attached to the wine. If we can live that way, the Bible says that the Father, He has already assigned certain blessings for us. And what are these certain blessings? Paul says it is every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. It is ours. Every, not one or two, but every single blessing that is in heaven, that is available in the spiritual realms, it is now ours. Our Father has constantly taught us how the spiritual realm is on a higher plane. And when we fight a battle in the spiritual realm, when we achieve a victory in the spiritual realm, it will automatically begin to manifest in the physical realm. In other words, when Apostle Paul says that in Christ we have received every spiritual blessing that is available in the heavenly realms. What he is also saying is, now, here on the earthly realm, here on the world below, here in the physical universe, there is nothing that you cannot conquer. There is nothing that you cannot overcome. You have the grace to experience victory upon victory in every aspect. Do you remember we are trying to rediscover our identity? And with the revelation of the identity also comes the provisions. And that's what Apostle Paul is explaining to us here by saying that every spiritual blessing in heavenly realms now is already given to you. It is given to us. It is given to each and every person who has a relationship with Jesus Christ, who is united with Jesus Christ, who is one with Him, who is willing to surrender their life to Him, who is willing to be in constant communication and constant intimacy with Him. In the next few verses, He is going to list out some of these spiritual blessings in the heavenly realms that are now available for us. If we will just read these next few verses as general information, general knowledge, or just cliched Christian terms that we use 
in our conversations or when we are exchanging information then we will lose the value then we will not really experience the blessing behind it but when we read each and every sentence that comes here after as a spiritual blessing that is given to me in the heavenly realm it's got my name on it it's got my assignment in mind it's got the capacity to now bring victories and blessings and breakthroughs even in my physical world when i read it like that i will experience everything that is hidden in there every blessing that is meant to be for me i will experience it i will walk in the abundance of it like that mentioned last week some of us we may just see john as john the baptist but if you will receive him as elijah if you will treat him as elijah then you will see a different revelation that only elijah can give you and that is exactly what we need to do with these text that is coming afterwards we have to treat it like a spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms which is now revealed to us which is now made known to us which is now the key that we will use to open doors unlock territories just open up the windows of heaven over our lives that is how we need to read the next few verses verse 4 even before he made the world god loved us and chose us in christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes are you ready to acknowledge the first blessing the first spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms that is mentioned here it says that we are loved by god even before the world was made that god destined us for his love in his foreknowledge in his all knowing mind god looked at us from before the fall into the fall post the fall he saw us inside and out he saw in that moment our failures our sins our iniquities our bad relationships he saw every aspect of our lives even before the world was made even before things came into existence he saw every single thing in advance it also means that we ourselves didn't exist in time when god desired us when god loved us when god chose to show his love towards us so god's love towards us was not based on how well we perform it was not based on how good looking we are it was not based on how productive we will be in the ministry it was not based on any external characteristics nor was it based on anything internal god's love was purely based on his character his plan his purpose 
his heart towards us and that's good news for us that is a blessing for us because if it was based on our righteousness if it was based on how well we are performing in our current day that god is loving us then we would never be worthy of his love but this is a love that in the full knowledge of god in the in the full understanding of god in the omniscience of god he still chose to love us he still chose to be kind towards us and that is why paul says this is a blessing in the heavenly realm this is a blessing that is coming from a superior place when we understand this love we understand how much we are valued how much we are cared for that you and i we are no longer orphans we are no longer alone we are no longer without help that we are no longer in this place of rejection and dejection and we have no more reasons to be sad or hurt or depressed now we can experience what it means to be whole we can experience what it means to be complete we can experience what it means to be truly loved the second blessing we read in the same verse it says that god chose us in christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes god chose us not that we decided to follow him and be holy and be pure no god chose us to be holy god ordained for us to be without fault god planned it god predestined it god ordained it and how many of you know that when god has planned something and when god has chosen something to go a certain way he will figure out a way for us to be holy he will figure out a way for us to be made without fault now we may have all kinds of reasons why we are imperfect why we have our challenges why we have our struggles here on the earth and yet when we understand that this is the blessing that god gave us that this is the foreknowledged plan of god that this is the predestination of god towards us that even before the world was made he chose us in christ to be holy and blameless holy and without fault holy and pure holy and righteous holy and sanctified the way that he is in heaven the pure person that god himself is he chose us to be like him he predestined us to be in his likeness in his image in his fullness in his representation to become his representation to be his image bearers and his image carriers this is not a physical blessing this is a spiritual blessing which means that we will have to take time to bring it down from the 
heavenly realms into the earthly realms. These are blessings that are given to us in the spiritual realms, which means it is in a higher plane. If we have to access it, we have to climb to that higher plane. But from there, we need to now continue to confess it, continue to believe it, continue to stand on it, till it now begins to manifest here on the earth. That is why Jesus taught us to pray. Lord, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So there is some active work required. You need to pray. You need to work. You need to cultivate your faith in that area so that you can see the fulfillment of every blessing that is given to you in the spiritual realms, in the heavenly realm, also manifest for you here on the earthly realm, here in the physical world that you are living in. But the moment we see this as a blessing from God, we see this as a provision from God, we see this as a grace that God is giving us, we will no longer be complaining about our purity. We will no longer be complaining that we are not able to do or live or talk the way we wanted to. We will not be complaining about the restrictions that we feel in our physical world. We will no longer be complaining about the fact that we are not able to live like the people of the world. Because now we are looking at our life of holiness, our life of purity, our life of being set apart, our life of blamelessness, our life that doesn't have any fault in it as a blessing from God. We see this as a blessing that is given to us in the heavenly realms, which is now beginning to manifest in the earthly realms. It's now manifesting in my career. It is manifesting in my marriage. It is manifesting in the way that I do my business, my budgeting, my finances, my coming in and going out. Everything is holy and it is faultless in God's eyes. Why? Because God chose us in advance to be holy and without fault. This is how God blessed me. This is how he gave me blessings in the heavenly realms, the Bible says. The next verse, it says that he also decided in advance to adopt us into his own family. Our father spoke about being in the family of God, being in the household of God, being in the citizenship of God's family. It says that he, in advance, God planned to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. And this is amazing that even before we were alienated from God, even before we were disconnected from God, God already began planning our adoption. God already started planning to make us part of his family, make us part of his family 
a household see what's the amazing thing is that even in the garden of eden adam and eve did not have the kind of privilege and the relationship that you and i we share because of our understanding of who jesus is because even in the garden of eden although they walked with god although they had a relationship with god they still didn't have a revelation of who jesus is they still didn't have a understanding of the son of god and the bible says that the only way that we can have a relationship that is as close as a family relationship in the full knowledge of god he decided to adopt us into his own family and this was made possible because of jesus because of jesus opening up what it means to be a son of god what it means to be a child of god what it means to have dominion on the earth what it means to have dominion over the devil jesus set that example for us now adam and eve didn't have that revelation adam and eve didn't see jesus adam and eve didn't have that understanding of god through the eyes of jesus that's why even though they were made in the image of god even though they were in the likeness of god even though they are known as children of god that god gave birth to them even though all of that is true they still were not part of the family of god the way that you and i are because the bible says we have been ordained predestined chosen in advance to be adopted into god's own family so what's the first blessing that we learn today it is the fact that god loved us before the world was made the second thing is that he chose us to be holy and faultless before the world was made the third thing is that he chose us in advance to be adopted into his own family and the bible goes on to say that all of this it brought him great pleasure because this is what he always wanted to do it brought him great joy it brought him great happiness it brought joy to god's heart to make sure that you and i we are loved in advance when he saw that we are chosen for holiness and a faultless lifestyle that made him happy that brought him pleasure and when he saw that there is a way made for you and i to be part of his family because of what jesus has done that brought him great pleasure we have to redefine our christian fundamentals because we think that our relationship with god is primarily for our pleasure to make me happy to make me look good to make me uh, presentable in heaven no everything 
about us is for his pleasure we are the creation we are the ones that are here that exist to show off his beauty to show off his greatness to show off his power and the bible says that our salvation our relationship with jesus our purity all of this is going to ultimately bring him joy these are the blessings in the heavenly realms which is now made known to us made manifest to us it is revealed to us paul further would say this in verse 6 so we praise god for the glorious grace that he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son he says this three blessings that he listed out the love the election to be uh, holy and blameless and this adoption to be his children this is the full package of god's glorious grace towards us and paul says we praise god this is the second time he is thanking god he is worshiping god he is celebrating god he is saying we praise god for his glorious grace and then he says that this is the grace that has been poured to all of us who belong to jesus or who are in his beloved the other translations would use the word in his dear son in his beloved when god looks at the whole world he sees just two categories of people first is the category of people that are in jesus the others are the category of people that are outside of jesus and the ones that he sees in jesus because he sees jesus as his beloved everybody that is in jesus he sees them also as his beloved and that's what you and i are we are the beloved of god we are the ones that are the object of his affection are the object of his love are the object of his grace that's why paul says this is a glorious grace this is a marvelous grace this is a favor this is a blessing that you and i could not have done anything to earn this is a glorious grace in apostle paul's language and he says this has been poured out on us in his dear son in christ through the beloved in the beloved let me ask you this question how will our lives change when we are conscious about this aspect of god's heart towards us that every day of our lives we are living with the revelation that we are in the beloved we are in christ jesus we are in the son of god we have been clothed in him when we live each day when we make all of our choices whether it's the choice to go out and buy groceries whether it's the choice to go to school whether it's the choice to hang out with your friends and the conversations that you end up in 
and the uh, physical connections that you end up in, when you remember that you are in Christ, how will your choices be different? How will your relationships be different? How will the words that come out of your mouth be different? How will the thoughts of your head, the meditation of your mind be different? When you see that there is a glorious grace that has been poured out, that has been given freely for you, over you, how does it change your lifestyle? How does it change your decisions? How does it change your relationships? These are questions that you need to answer today. Because this glorious grace, it includes God's love for us. It includes His selecting us, His choosing us. And it includes His adoption of us into His family. And when we understand this glorious grace, and we walk back into our lives without making any changes, without having uh, rectified any areas of our life, we've not really understood this glorious grace at all. Because anyone that has an experience with this glorious grace of Jesus, they will be transported to living a life in the Beloved. Their choices, their way of living, everything is going to be upgraded. Their lifestyle is now going to represent the beloved of God, that is Jesus himself. Then it goes on to say in verse 7 that God, he is so rich in grace. He is so rich in kindness that he purchased our freedom. The other translations would use the word, He has redeemed us. He has brought us back. It says, He is so rich in kindness and grace that He purchased our freedom with the blood of His Son and forgave our sins. We all know the story of uh, Boaz and Ruth. How Boaz, he had to let go of his family line. He had to let go of his name in the genealogical records just so that he can bear the name of Naomi's family. Now he had to redeem Naomi's family. Now all of his wealth, all of his family property, all of his legacy will belong to another name, will belong to another family. And that is why there was a previous kinsman redeemer, a one that was closer to Ruth and Naomi than Boaz was. But when he understood the conditions of being a kinsman redeemer would require for him to sacrifice so much, he was not willing to do that. He said, yeah, I am willing to marry Ruth, but not at the cost of putting everything on the line. And here came Boaz, he was willing to become a zero so that Ruth can become a hundred percent. And at this point, Ruth was in fact a zero. She didn't have anything of herself. And when Boaz offered to redeem their family, he had to become a zero so that Ruth, 
who was actually a zero could become a hundred. And that's exactly what the Bible says about God's riches towards us. He says, God is so rich in kindness. He's so rich in his grace towards us that he has bought our freedom. He has purchased our freedom. This freedom that we uh, so easily and uh, you know casually flaunt, this freedom that we got free of cost, this freedom that came to us at so much ease, it cost everything to Jesus. It cost everything to the Father. The Bible says that it cost him the blood of his only son. And God did it with pleasure. Why? Because he chose you to be part of his family. Because he chose you to be holy and blameless. Because he loved you even before the world began. That is why the Bible says he is rich in kindness, rich in grace, rich in mercy, rich in his love, rich in his desire towards you and me. You have to be kidding if you would reject a grace so big. Oh, you have to be insane to not yield to a love so intense. It is not possible that any person with a logical understanding of what they deserve would ever reject a love so unconditional that anybody, anybody that knows that they deserve hell, they deserve death, they deserve a life that is alienated from God, disconnected from life, disconnected from true joy, when they see that this is what God is offering them, God is saying, I'm going to pay the whole cost. All that you need to do is now come and be in me. Come and live your life through me. Just stay in the beloved. Let me make you a person that is going to be a blessing to the world around you. Now, you and I, anybody that has a logical understanding you would want to say yes to this. The Lord is revealing His love to you in a way that you cannot deny. The Lord is revealing His grace to you in a way that you will not be able to say no. The Lord is revealing His heart to you in a way that you will want to surrender everything, a hundred percent, completely to Him. The Lord is just revealing Himself to you. Will you just yield to that love this morning? Wherever you are, whether it's on the way to work, whether it's in the quiet of your home, whether you're listening to it at a later point, can you just yield to this love that God is pouring out on you? Let Him overwhelm you with His glorious grace. Let Him bring you to a place of deep revelation. Let Him bring you to a place where you are humbled because of his love towards you. Let him bring you to a place where you now take your pride and your joy in staying holy and without fault in his eyes. Let him bring you to a place where 
you feel so secure and comfortable and covered to be in the household of god to be in the family of god to be a citizen of his house of his kingdom let him bring you to a place where you are able to surrender a hundred percent to his marvelous work in your life it doesn't matter how long you've been a christian or how long you've been in the church it doesn't even matter if you know god so much you can still do with a fresh dose of his love we will never have too much of god's love because that's the amazing supply the unending supply the never ending supply the never getting tired supply of god's love in our life and god is releasing a fresh shower of his love over you today right now will you just embrace him wherever you are will you just hug him cling to him hold on to him don't let go of this assurance that he is releasing in your spirit right now don't let go of this comfort that he is releasing in your heart right now yeah don't don't let go of that revelation that he is placing in your mind right now there is a picture there is a image that he is placing in your mind right now of how much he loves you don't let go of that don't let go of that whenever you are in your low times i want you to recollect what you just experienced what you just saw and ask the lord to let it become your lifestyle let it become a foundation a cornerstone or the rock on which you can stand because flesh and blood is not what is revealing this to you my father in heaven he is the one who is speaking to you right now so let him just take you into a higher dimension into the heavenly realms where you see the spiritual blessings that is in store for you where you see the spiritual blessings that you can now manifest here on the earth below father we thank you so much we thank you so much we thank you so much i'll finish with verse 8 of ephesians chapter 1 it says that god he has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding So in the previous verse it says that he is so rich in kindness and grace but the next verse it says that along with the kindness he is also given us wisdom and understanding so god is not just giving us an emotional experience today he is not just filling our love tank he is not just healing us in our uh, emotional realm he is also increasing our wisdom he is also giving us true understanding there is a wisdom of the world that is not going to be helpful to access the things of god in fact paul says that the wisdom of this world is foolishness to god the wisdom that you have accumulated over your years of experience in the corporate years of experience even in the church years of experience with people 
all of that is foolishness in the sight of God. But there is a wisdom that you receive when you sit in the presence of God. The Bible says Jesus, the wisdom of God, will be made manifest to you. It says that he has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. So in all you are getting, may you receive more understanding this week. In all your increase, may you increase in wisdom this week. We are still talking about every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. Not in the earthly realms, in the heavenly realms. These are blessings that we have to believe. These are blessings that we have to receive. These are blessings that we need to activate. These are blessings that we need to now cultivate. These are blessings that we need to now uh, manifest here on the earth below. We have to bring it and apply it, practically apply it in our day-to-day lives so that now it can begin to change us. It can begin to transform us. The Bible says that in all of this, he's doing it with wisdom. He's adding a portion of understanding along with the love, along with the selection, along with the uh, adoption, along with the glorious grace, along with the redemption, along with the grace and the kindness that he is giving you. The Bible says that he is also giving you wisdom and he is giving you understanding. Now it's your time. One of the reasons why I take so much time to repeat these scriptures over and over again is so that it can go into your memory and that that memory will keep coming back every time you pray, every time you sing, every time you talk to God, every time you declare something in the spirit realm around you. You have scriptural godly content that you can pray. And you have things that you can stand on. You have revelations that you can stand on. And so in this next 30 minutes as we worship, I want you to forget everything else and just focus on how much God loves you. And as you love him back, as you express your worship to him, as you give all praise and glory and adoration to him, he is going to reveal himself to you afresh. He's going to speak to you. And when he does speak to you, make sure to write it down. Make sure to record it somewhere. Make sure to note it down so that it can become a testimony for generations to come. This is a God who is giving us understanding and wisdom along with his blessings and grace and mercy and love. Enjoy the time of worship. We will catch up again next week with the next part of the study of the book of Ephesians. God bless you. Shalom.